Welcome to the For the Success Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supes. In this podcast, I promise to ask the tough questions and to talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to be sick and successful. The podcast is here to give you a boost of motivation, to give you the push you need towards following your dreams, and to be that friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have ever dreamt for more, if you have goals and are working towards them, if you dream of being successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to the For the Success podcast. I'm so excited for our guest today. Her name is Deanna Hins. Deanna is the founder of Carbon Silk Digital, a digital marketing and consulting agency, and the podcast host of Business Coffee Break with Deanna. She started her business from her kitchen table in 2012. And at the time, she didn't see her work as a business. It was more of a passion to help others launch and grow their business online. And now here she is 12 years later and doing amazing. Welcome, Deanna. Thank you so much. It's so great being here. I'm so excited to be on your show. (laughs) Yeah, we're so excited to have you too. So just so you guys know, we did a podcast recording on Deanna's podcast and I loved her so much. I needed to have her on our show. (laughs) So that's, that's how we got her here. But it's kind of funny because we could consider ourselves competitors because we do the exact same thing. And I think that's such a valuable conversation to have. I agree. And I love the fact that we don't see each other as competitors because you're right. We do the same thing and we could come at each other in a negative way. Like we don't really want to talk too much about our business and we don't want to talk about what we do, but instead we completely clicked and just started sharing things. So I, I agree. I think that's awesome when that happens. Me too. And I haven't heard many podcasts where the podcast host, you know, has someone on who does the exact same thing. And I think that's really cool because no matter who we are, all of our businesses, I always say this to someone who's worried that there's already so many coaches or there's so many, this, there's so many that how many hairstylists are there on your block? (laughs) You know, it's not about, right. It's not about what we do. It's our personalities who are niches, our target. But tell me, how do you feel the digital space has changed? If you've been doing this for 12 years, what what has been some of the biggest changes you've noticed? I mean, first off, we can't avoid talking about the algorithm and how that has changed. 12 years ago, 12 plus years ago, when you first started on Facebook and I did, I started on Facebook and Twitter and it was a totally different landscape. I mean, you create a business page and you post content And everybody saw everything that you posted. It was great. Like you could build that page up quickly. People liking it, people seeing it. Engagement was awesome. And then the algorithm happened. Mm. And now it's a lot of work, especially if it's a brand new page to get people to see it. That does not happen overnight in less than 1%. I mean, let's just be, okay, we'll be generous. We'll say, one to 2% actually see what you post (laughs) in the beginning. Right. And if you're lucky and you're good at it, you can increase that to maybe 5%. You're having a great day (laughs) if that happens. So that has been the biggest change that I've seen. It's not as easy as it used to be. And it's getting harder to get your information out there. 
Do you notice a shift in how businesses are outsourcing their marketing and their digital side of things? And maybe more businesses coming online, even though it's harder? You know what? Absolutely. I do. I remember when I first started this and I first actually, well, take it back a little bit more. I didn't start in digital marketing. I actually was a small business owner. I was a single mom and launched it. And I was using Facebook and Twitter to grow my own business. And when it grew and I started getting some national recognition, I still, from the social media side point, right, I was doing amazing. But from a money standpoint, it was still financially hard. I didn't have a big budget to work with. And I had someone who had an ad agency in the town where I lived and they were very well known. And he reached out to me and was trying to sell me some marketing and I just couldn't afford it. It wasn't in my budget. And his comment to me was, for as long as you stay on social media, no one will ever take you seriously. So, right. So shortly after that, I'm like, I'm going to start supporting small businesses on social media. And he looked at me like I was a joke. Now I speak at conferences and all of a sudden, surprisingly, he is now a digital marketing agency, oh not my just gosh. a traditional marketing agency. <laughs> so it's kind of funny how that happened. But early in those early years of working with businesses, as I was talking to businesses and telling them, like, you really need to be on Facebook or Twitter. And then soon after, you know, LinkedIn and Instagram came to be. And I did get a lot of pushback. It's not necessary. It's not that important. Like traditional means are the best means. No, that's not where my audience is. There was so much pushback. Today, every business knows that they need to have a social presence. It doesn't matter which platform they're, well, it does matter. They need to be on the platform where their audience is. So that may vary where Facebook was like the big one back then. It's still the big one today, but people are now learning that you don't have to just be on Facebook. You could be just on LinkedIn and be great. You could just be on Pinterest and be amazing. It's knowing where your audience is. So now it's totally different. Now businesses are like, yeah, I'm here's where I'm at and I'm doing something. (laughs) So I love that completely changed. That's so cool. And do you have a favorite platform that you like to work with? You know what? It's like a love hate. I'll be really (laughs) honest with you. So Facebook, I'm not a fan of Facebook on a personal level, but it works for me the best. I stay there because I have to stay there. It's almost like I'm a prisoner of Facebook, right? But, (laughs) but so many people like that's where I get activity. That's where people are referring me. That's what works for me and my business is Facebook. So that's the best working platform. The platform that I enjoy the most (laughs) is it's a toss up between Instagram and Pinterest. Although in full disclosure, I will say that my goal for probably the last two years is to be better at Pinterest when it Mm -hmm. comes to business. And I don't put enough of my own energy behind my business on Pinterest. And I know I'm missing the mark with that. I I recognize it, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. But I love it. I love Pinterest and I I use it as a consumer all the time. And I'm like, I know I need to be here, but for whatever reason, I'm just too busy 
doing yeah, everything. I mean, you know, saying, right? We're yeah. too busy handling exactly. everybody else's accounts that we're like the exactly. last on the list. <laughs> Literally the last. And what about for your clients? Which ones do you like managing the most or which one do you see maybe the most return on when you're managing for your clients? For the clients that I have, it's still Facebook where, it's, yeah. where it seems to be. However, I'm going to say over the last year, there's been a shift with some of my clients where Instagram has really outworked Facebook for them. That wasn't like an immediate shift. Like we were marketing on both platforms and probably just a very gradual shift. You kind of saw everybody, all of the data really Mm -hmm. being more powerful on Instagram for a handful of them than Facebook. Facebook almost, you start seeing the what is that? Like the brush that tumbles down the road, the yeah. weeds. <laughs> Cause I think like they're getting nothing at all, yeah. but Instagram, they're totally rocking it. So it just really depends on that client and for sure. And who they're talking to yeah. Facebook overall is still pretty strong with the majority of my clients, but Instagram's right behind. And then there are some that I've got two clients in particular where it's LinkedIn all day long and it's really because of what they're doing and the type of business. They're more business to business and it makes sense for them where they're not even on Facebook because it doesn't, they don't need to be on Facebook, but LinkedIn has been really powerful. Yeah. I think Facebook is a great place. It still, it's the best place to be in groups and forums and chatting and meeting new people. But I notice a lot of like the business pages don't get much activity, whereas on Instagram, business pages can be found, but it's not as easy to find, you know, those conversations or those mutual groups or things like that. So they both have their own place. But I do see a lot of people kind of veering away from Facebook. And there's just a lot of negativity on there when you're on there as a person, as a consumer. So it's, you know, it takes away from that business side of things a little bit. So I totally get that. It, it definitely does. And I actually got off Facebook and Instagram for two months, business and L like totally nothing to do with either one of them in November and December. Wait, no, maybe it was October, November, and then mid-December I did come back and it was actually really nice being off those two platforms, but I did recognize the value from a business perspective, just like what you said, like the more so the groups. Also, I miss seeing stuff like with my family because I live in Florida. My family's in Ohio. So I miss seeing that stuff. I'm like, oh, Facebook, you like you hooked me with that. You hooked me (laughs) with seeing my family and just seeing what's going on. My kids, though, are on Twitter and Instagram. So I got to see their stories and everything all the time and keep in the loop. But it's some of like my parents and aunts and uncles that (laughs) that pulled me back in. So I would love to talk about, uh, and if you're open to sharing, what was one of the hardest moments or one of the hardest things you've gone through in business? So gosh, there were so many like peaks and valleys in business. It's like, do I have to just pick one? (laughs) So I would say probably the hardest thing in business was realizing I don't have to do it all by myself. I felt like, and I don't know if this is because I'm a woman or this is because I'm a little bit of a control freak, but I felt like I had to do everything and I had to have all the answers. And if you needed help, I needed to be that person to help you. Even if it really wasn't in my 
in my scope, right? Even if it was, or my sphere, if it was a little bit outside of it, I'll find the solution for you. And, and I'll, I'll help you out because I just really want to help. And, and what I ended up doing was really just spreading myself thin. I was trying to be everything to everybody. And I was trying to do it all on my own. That's pretty much impossible to do. So after getting kicked in the teeth a few times, like with things I just really didn't know and things that were taking me way too much time to figure out that it, re- it wasn't effective, it wasn't cost effective, it wasn't time effective, like had to find other solutions. I, that's when I really started to niche down and say, who am I speaking to? Like, I really need to get clear on what I do because I probably did this for five years, the first five years. And I still had people the closest to me going, I still really don't know what you do. Right. How do you not know? First off, because I don't think they were seeing social media marketing as a job or something that people hired you to do. And second, because I was doing it wrong. I was trying to be everything to everybody. So it's like, okay, I need to really niche down and get my message clear because clearly if the people closest to me have no clue what I do, the people who don't know me are just as lost. Right. <laughs> so, so I needed to do that first. And then I, I needed to ask for help and either bring people on that can help me, or I've got like what I call strategic partnerships where I've spoken on different stages at digital marketing conferences, and I have met some amazing people where they have strengths, where my weaknesses lie. So even though they were the ones that I would call and say, hey, how do you do this before? Right now I'm the one saying, hey, I can introduce you to so-and-so who is amazing in this area and can help you out and do this a lot better than I can do. And that's so much easier because now I can stay in my lane and not, and still serve, right? I can still serve people and help them out, but I don't have to have the answer. So, but it took a really long time to learn that. Yeah. And it kind of gets to the point where you're like, you know, I could take that client and make a little bit of extra money, but that's going to cost me so much time, effort, stress, you know, for us, it was Facebook ads. You know, we were kind of going back and forth. Do we want to learn this? Do we want to take courses? No, we found a few people who are really good at Facebook ads and we can refer them out because similar, you know, that's not our zone of genius. It's not something we love, but it's important or can be important for a business. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) I think everybody goes through that. Yeah. I think you have to, and, and niching down all those so scary. And I find that with a lot of my clients is, you know, they don't want to narrow down the scope, but when you do, you open up the net so much wider because people know yes. what you do and they can find you versus just like, oh, I have no idea. I'm going to move on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's really exactly. Cool. <laughs> so for anyone who's listening, what's one piece of, or a couple pieces of advice you would give them if they have a business and they want to start marketing a bit online? I would say, know your brand, really know what your brand is about, what your brand represents, what that voice is. And we talk a lot about creating an avatar for that ideal client, right? And who that brand is speaking to. And you just mentioned it a few minutes ago, right? With the niching down is, or niching down. I don't know what the right word is. Niching, (laughs) niching, (laughs) whatever you're doing, you're narrowing it down to who you're speaking to. 
that's so important. And people are afraid to do that because they feel like they're leaving money on the table. Well, wait, but my product really can talk to everybody. Like everybody can buy my cup of coffee. Everybody can buy my candle. That's true. They can. And the people that can, that still is not your target will. Yep. But if you know your brand and know what you represent and know that voice and know that one person that you're talking to, they're going to find you. You're going to attract them. And I think, I believe from what I've seen, people miss that in the beginning. They know their product that they want to sell, but they don't know their brand. I always say, you know, create this fictitious person, or maybe it is something It is a person that you already know. That is your biggest cheerleader. That is the person that every time you come out with a new workshop or every time that candle line comes out with a new scent, they're not only the first one in line buying that candle, but they're taking pictures and sharing it to everybody. Like, what does that person look like? How does that brand, like, how would you speak to them? How, what words would you use that you're going to attract them? Know your brand inside and out. Like it is your best friend and you can describe it. You can paint a picture, you know, where would your brand go out to eat? You know, where, where would it eat? Would it hit the fast food line or is it like only the best restaurant in town? Would your brand be seen at, right? Turn it into a person and know every little ounce about it. And I really believe when you do that, I've witnessed it. Once you do that and you know your brand, business will find you. You're not leaving money. You're adding more to it. It's crazy. The difference. The more you narrow down, the bigger your business will be. And I see it over and over. What do you do when Mm. you have a new client or a client that comes on and they, you know, they're, they're kind of stuck in their boots on, I serve everyone. And that is what I do. And they can't get their head around kind of the niching side of things or niching. (laughs) I had a client like that. And actually it was a coffee shop. And she was a consulting client. So she came to me for me so that I was able to help her with getting her message out there more so on social media. So when we started talking about niching down, she said, no, Deanna, like you don't understand. I sell coffee. Anybody can buy coffee or tea or any of the beverages that they sold. Right. And she's absolutely right. They can And I told her, you're right, but let's think about who comes into that coffee shop. So the the guy who's retired that's hanging out at Panera, is he the one you see every day? Well, no. Okay. So who do you see every day, like consistently walking in? And she described the, it was right downtown and where there were a lot of business offices. So it was, you know, young business professionals and they were not getting just the black cup of coffee. They were getting the lattes with almond milk and right. And all the little, the, the foo-foo stuff. And I order the foo-foo stuff too. So please don't be offended that I said that (laughs) because I love that stuff. But as she was talking, she realized that she does have a brand and People do come there for a certain feel, the atmosphere. They decorate the coffee shop in a very clean, well-lit, very modern, um, minimalist kind of vibe when you come in there and people are sitting there with their laptops or hanging out on their little comfy chairs, you know, with friends. And there, she realized through me asking questions that there is an ideal person. Right. And then it's like, okay, now trust me. Now just talk to that person. 
just talk to them. If I'm wrong, you can always go back, (laughs) but try it out. And what she ended up finding is that it's a lot easier to talk to that one person when you are creating your own content. And she was, she was actually the social media manager for this coffee shop. So it was so much easier coming up with content because she wasn't trying to talk to everybody. Now that she knew who she was talking to, it just flowed so much easier. And her content was amazing. The things she was putting out and the short stories and the reels, it was just really, really cool cool. stuff that totally changed. And so you have to kind of let them uncover it and then let them prove it to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I've had many clients like that where, you know, we're creating content and they just don't want to narrow down. And as soon as we can get them there, that's when you start seeing the engagement going up and, you know, the followers going up, whatever, because it is, it's so important, but I do understand the fear of narrowing down. When I was a fitness professional, I didn't want to narrow down. You know, I had a thousand followers on Instagram or something like that. And I wanted to be a YouTuber and I started creating videos and I was putting out content. Nothing was happening. I decided to narrow down talking about my disease, my Crohn's. And instantly I was up at 10 K within a few months, like, because those people will find you. Right. And they want that that content. They're looking for it versus how many other fitness influencers are there out there? Like millions. (laughs) Right. You were talking just to that specific group of people and there's so many people out there. And that's what people forget, you know, even with you and I talking and we, us doing the same thing. There's so many people out there. There is enough for everybody. You don't have to feel like I have to pick, right? Which hairdresser do I go to? Exactly. (laughs) You're going to go to the one that knows your hair, that does what you want them to do and does a great job. Yeah, so and it speaks to you, right? If you're a blonde and she, she's best at doing blonde hair, you have curly hair and they specialize in that. That's kind of you find what you're looking for. And that's why it's so important to know who you're speaking to or else no one will find you. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> I that. What's like your favorite thing to do in business? My favorite thing, help people. I have... <laughs> I really, I have a passion for entrepreneurship and I have this incredible desire to watch an entrepreneur come to me with just an idea and totally flourish. Like that is just as much of a high for me than I think it is for them. I'm always silently in the background, like cheering and applauding. And I watch, even if I am not working with them at that moment, but I did, I'm still paying attention and like their biggest fan. So I love, I love doing that. It's such a cool feeling when you see them just totally kicking butt in their business And you knew what happened like in the beginning, right? Where they had no idea. They didn't know what they were doing and they were just hopeful that it would work. And then you see them doing it. It's just really cool. It is. And I think that's why we get along so well is because like my, my clients become family. That's what I always tell them. You know, I care Mm -hmm. just as much for you to hit your goals as you do when you, you know, you're on board with us. And I think like our heart is really in our business. It really is. It truly is. And I always say this, you know, money is important. I'm not going to play the role that money doesn't matter. It does. It pays the bills. And, and I get to do a lot of really cool things because of the money. But that being said, I really love what I do. Like that, the money is not the reward for me. The money or the, the reward for me is seeing 
everybody else do so great. It's yeah. getting text messages and emails from current clients saying, oh my gosh, this just happened. Can you believe it? And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, or I just got mentioned in this magazine or I just got this just happened here. And it's the coolest feeling. Like that's my reward is, yeah, is what's happening in their lives and seeing their successes. I, I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And what do you guys have coming up in your company? Is there anything new that you're rolling out? Is there anything you're working on? So, well, I do host workshops every probably once a quarter and I do have one coming up. I was going to do it in March, but I think I'm going to push that back maybe to May and it's called ignite your digital marketing. It's basically a six week course that I go over everything. So for the person who still, maybe their budget doesn't allow them to hire someone like you or I, um, or maybe they just want to keep control of that for a little bit longer. I go over teaching them the important stuff, how to optimize your social media, how to create content. Um, how to understand the analytics, right? Because that could be, I love that stuff, but that could be really boring to people. Oh, I know they're there, but I haven't even looked at it. Look at it, like pay attention because all your answers are right there. So I'll teach them about that. We'll talk about SEO, which is search engine optimization. And it is so important to have SEO. We'll talk about your website. I typically build on WordPress, but I know other ones. So WordPress is the main one that I focus on of how to really, not so much how to build it. I'm not going to teach you how to build it. You can hire me and I'll teach you, but not in this course. I don't teach you, <laughs> but I will just kind of go over how to really lay it out so that it is user-friendly and it you takes you through the buyer's journey. We'll talk about email as well, because email and your website are the two most important things that you need to have. So we'll talk about how to utilize that. And then we talk about Facebook ads and how to set them up and how to do AB testing. So it is a six week course that I try to offer once a quarter. It doesn't look like it's going to happen this quarter because I've just been so crazy busy, but that's okay. I'm shooting for May. So you pay attention to the website, check it out. You'll see when that course is available. That's awesome. (laughs) And all the links will be in the show notes as well. Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with our audience or anything you want to talk about? You know what? I don't. I'm just so thankful for being on here. I just think you are just so cool. I'm so glad that we connected and that you came on my show and now invited me to be on your show. I just look forward to this friendship and (laughs) growing, right? Right. That's the best thing about social and online is you meet people from the other side of the world or wherever and just click and you get to stay connected and have cool conversations. I love it. You do. And learn from each other, Yeah, you know, because we can learn from each other because there are things that I'm going to come up with that you maybe I never dealt with, but you have and vice versa. And I think the biggest takeaway is whatever business that you're in and you're listening right now, your competition should not always be your competition. Sure. You pay attention to them because you need to pay attention to competition but don't look at them as, as the bad guy, make it a community, find ways that you can really support each other and be there for each other. And I think you'll see a huge difference when you come together and support each other. than if you look at them as, as if they are like the enemy and they're taking something away from you. So I a hundred (laughs) percent agree. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate having you. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) And remember, dream big. It's possible for you and your next version of success is around the corner. Bye.